Running a pet business is no walk in the park. I've been there, done that, and sure have the campfire stories to prove it. That's why Pet Boss Nation created Camp Pet Boss, where you can relax at a beautiful lake, refuel your leadership confidence with our in-person activities, and reignite your passion for the pet business of your dreams with your pet industry peers and trusted experts. Camp Pet Boss is a one-of-a-kind business retreat that mixes conference learning sessions and camp-like activities for pet professionals and their dogs. When was the last time that you got away from your business, unplugged from the chaos, and reconnected with your inner entrepreneurial spirit? And I hope that you heard me, that your furry best friend could be there too. Get ready for the most amazing and unique in-person adventure for pet business owners and their dogs, happening this summer in Lake Delton, Wisconsin, August 27th through the 30th of 2024. Tickets will sell out, and one building is already booked solid, So I want you to hit pause on this podcast and visit camppetboss.com right now to make sure that you have a room reserved. Your ticket price includes all food, lodging, and seminars. Need another reason to secure your ticket early? How about a massive discount of savings of $850 off your ticket? That's right. Early bird pricing is happening right now, but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy pet boss stories around the campfire. So I want to know, are you actually successful or are you accidentally successful? Because times are real good right now in the pet industry. You're riding high on the fact that so many people got pets over the last couple of years and they have more disposable income to spend on their pets since some of their other expenses have gone down. But what happens when things change? Because it will. Do you have the five key areas of customer retention turned on in your pet business? Let's find out. Welcome to the Boss Your Business podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or just dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. Hear honest conversations from pet pros working the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candace Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation, and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses and now help thousands of pet professionals see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, or dog trainer, or really anyone covered in pet fur, then let's get started. All right, so maybe things aren't going so great right now, and that's absolutely okay. You might be wondering where all your customers are. Like maybe you're a newer business and you just can't find people. Or maybe you're wondering where everybody went. Or maybe they're just not coming back to you as often as you've liked. Or maybe you've grown a successful pet business and sales have kind of flattened. You know, we all are on different journeys and places in our business careers and in different parts of the country. And there's just so many things that impact a business's success. But right now we're going to talk about five areas. And and I I was thinking about like what I could relate this to. And I really think it can be related to taking a dog for a walk. Okay. You know, I have dogs that the minute 
the clock strikes three, right? And we don't have any clocks on the wall. It's all digital clocks now. So really they're not even hearing a strike, but they know that at 3 p.m. in the afternoon is when they get their walk. And uh, it doesn't matter. They're super excited. They're walking around the house, picking up squeaky toys. They're all ready to go. And they're kind of like, hello, hello, I'm here, I'm here. Uh, Mom, do you notice that we're here and we are ready to go for our walk, right? Well, then you go on a walk and you've got the dog on a leash. And sometimes the dogs like to stop and sniff. And this is not my dog, but uh, you know, I know that there are people out there who have some stubborn dogs who will stop and sniff and take all the time in the world. And you're just standing there holding the other end of the leash. And maybe, you know, you're five feet away from them and you're kind of like, okay, I'm ready to keep walking on my journey and my path with you. And let's get this walk continued. Come on now. And they're still just standing there and not paying attention to you. And you have to entice them with the right words, maybe even some actions like clapping your hands, snapping your fingers. Maybe you need to entice them with treats to get the result that you want. Okay. And then on the opposite of that is a dog who's pulling so hard that you might be running behind or even risking the fact that you might drop your leash and the dog's going to run off and you could lose the dog. That's actually a lot like customer acquisition and retention, honestly. It might make a little bit more sense as we go along, but anyway, that's kind of my initial thought about it. All right, let's dive into the concepts here. So if you have a second and you have a piece of paper, go ahead and draw a circle on the paper. We're going to make five stops around that circle as we get through this podcast. And if you can't make that drawing right now, don't worry. You can go to petboss.com forward slash episode two, and you can download our diagram there later. All right. So buckle in and we're going to work our way around that circle. So the first thing that needs to always happen in your business is that you need to meet new people. We need to find these new customers. We need to be attracting people to do business with us. Meeting new people is called audience building, your list building, your networking. And oftentimes this is done at the beginning stages of when we're in business and gets forgotten later on after the business becomes successful. But here's what happens when we forget about it. We have customers who move out of our local areas. We have pets that unfortunately don't live as long as our customers do, and the pets may pass. Perhaps the person finds another solution for their pet sitting needs, or they find a different dog groomer, or they start buying supplies somewhere else. Maybe their financial situation changes or their work schedule completely changes and it doesn't fit with your availability. We need to know that nothing is forever, right? Relationships just change. And so we always have to be filling our pipeline of potential prospects and customers. We need to be filling that pipeline on a regular basis. Okay. So you can think of this as like increasing your followers or, uh, you know, just increasing your contacts in your database, building your email list, improving the number of phone calls or visits to your website. Usually I think people stop doing this or are hesitant to start meeting new people because they're shy or they think that some of these strategies are going to cost a lot of money and they they don't have the money to invest in their business, or they think that it's hard to find people. But the reality is those customers, all those pet parents out there, they're just like our dogs who are excited to go on a walk. They're so easy to find. They're actually very visible. You know, when you're out and about, you can see people with their pets. And so many people these days, they actually want to shop local. And unlike some industries, 
the pet industry actually has so many other businesses that you can team up with in your local towns. If it's another pet business, like a veterinarian or a pet sitter with a store or a grooming salon with a dog trainer, potentially, I mean, there's so many ways that you can connect, but also almost every other business in town loves dogs and their customers love dogs. So there are tons of opportunities for you to partner up in your local areas too, to find your customers. Here's some examples of how you would meet new people. You want to create a marketing plan and you need to commit to it. Not just a consistent maintaining your marketing situation, but actually a, how do I meet new people (laughs) marketing plan? Maybe it includes direct mail. I know that's an oldie, but it's a goodie because again, you have a local business. If you've got the right piece of direct mail, you can send it out to zip codes and dog owners. I mean, the U.S. Postal Service actually has a lot of data about people. They know exactly who owns a dog. Think about it. You know, I have ordered from Chewy.com before. I know it's a sin. I've done it once just to really experience what their customer journey is like. And Chewy sends a lot of things in the mail. So if Chewy.com is sending your customers awesome mail pieces, then you need to consider potentially doing the same. It is very expensive though, I know. So some other options would be to create a Facebook group for pet parents in your area. We have a one-on-one client that works with us, the Green Spot in Omaha, and they created a Facebook group called Dog Moms of Omaha. And it's an awesome group because their business facilitates this connection and community and networking within their town, but it also provides a platform for them to meet new people. You could spend a dollar a day to $10 a day running Facebook ads and Instagram ads partner up with some of those pet businesses. You could do pop-up events. You could ask for referrals. I mean, the list goes on and on about how you can meet new people. The most important thing is just to not forget to do this step. All right. Our second stop on our success circle of finding and retaining customers is that we need to build relationships. This is so important. And I know that yes, people buy online and they like to simplify things. And especially with COVID, it's really kind of pulled people apart. But the reality is, is that people still love to buy from people. It's so important in conversations in your business or even on the phone or online through your social media to be sharing your story, who you are, why you started your business, the unique things about your relationship with your pet, the unique things about the relationship with you and your business and why you offer what you offer. In the building relationship phase, you want to be asking your customers questions, listening to their stories keep asking more questions and keep listening. Blow your customers away with customer service. Really think about how that you can wow them so that you can build super fans. This phase tends to be hard for some people. Again, if they're shy, they're not sure what to say. Now, I know a lot of people get into the pet industry because they like pets more than people and they kind of hide away from talking to their customers. I hate to break it to you, but all business is a sales business. No matter what you offer, you still need to sell. You still need to build relationships. You still need to talk to people. You're still going to have customers, right? Because taking your love of dog pastries and decorating cookies to a full-blown pet bakery means you're going to have to do some things that you're not as comfortable with or skilled with, but practice does improve things. It's like working out, you know, the more you get out there and talk to people and try to connect with them and share more about you, it actually does begin to get easier. Okay. Just like going to the gym, like at the very beginning, it sucks. If you haven't worked out in a long time, like me, like the first few trips are just like, you know, you're wondering why you even left the house. Cause it's so bad, <laughs> but, but the more you go, you know, it gets easier every day. The same thing applies here. 
So when working on building your relationships, I know it can be time consuming, right? That's why a lot of business owners maybe don't make this a priority or why sales associates don't make it a priority. In this phase of building relationships, it tends to be a more casual relationship. And we instead want to start to think of ways that we can begin to activate these customers so that they become engaged with our business. So some ways that you can build relationships, easy in the pet industry, right? Praise their pet, really connect with them somehow with that pet. What breed is it? What's their gotcha story? What activities do they like to do together? Ask questions to learn more about the personality of the pet, maybe relate the personality of the pet, your personality, some specific marketing ideas to help build that relationship would actually be to do email marketing. You've met them somewhere and you've collected some contact information and now you've put them on your email list. And now you start to build that know, like, and trust through the emails that you send. We have another client that we work one-on-one with who recently picked back up email marketing. It's Pure Pet in Carbondale, Illinois, and they're doing a fantastic job communicating weekly with their pet customers. You could get your customers to start to attend your events. That's a great way to build relationships and get to know people. All right. Next up on our success cycle is to actually ask for the sale. Yes. You need to turn that salesperson up and actually do business with somebody. You have so many amazing products and services that you provide that these pet parents need you. You are the true expert in pet nutrition, pet health and wellness, and they need to have what you offer. And if you stay silent about it, they're not going to even know what you have to offer. And if you haven't communicated why they need these things, they may not even realize it. And ultimately asking for the sale and putting that sales cap on helps you pay the bills, right? (laughs) You didn't go into business to be a nonprofit. You didn't go into business to just take all your personal savings and loan it to the business. I sure hope not. The most common thing that we see in working with pet businesses is that when a person walks into the store, a sales associate at some point is probably going to say, well, if you need anything, I'll be right over here right? And they continue to unpack the box and they continue to maybe go through company emails and they're not really activated with that customer. And it's sometimes because they don't have enough training and sales conversations. They're afraid of the objections they might get. They don't want to hear no. They don't want to have someone say they're not that interested. Or maybe you stop asking for the sale because you just assume that that person can't afford the product or the service that you're giving them. And you really just like throw the ball back in the customer's court, right? You've deactivated from the experience with them before they've even given you a chance to tell you how they feel about your product or your service. So some things that you would want to say to people are, would you like to purchase this? (laughs) It sounds simple, but when you're on your sales floor talking about different dog foods, you should ask the person, would you like to purchase this brand? Can I take this to the counter for you? Actually ask them that question when you're on the phone, or if you have someone at your front lobby, say, can I book this appointment for you? If someone calls you and asks about your grooming prices, you can tell them and then say, can I book an appointment for you? Can we get you on the schedule? Our groomer has an opening next week. Can we book one for your dog? Actually say to people, would you like to register for one of our classes? You know, if, if someone comes into your shop and you also have dog training classes and they've got a puppy and they're talking to you about your about their puppy and they ask about classes and you give them a flyer instead of, again, just putting the ball back in their court and giving them the flyer and letting them think about it, say, 
can we get you registered for one of our classes? They fill up fast. I also want to mention that asking for the sale can go beyond just the in-person conversations. You can ask for the sales in your email marketing, on social media, and over the phone. Okay. And there's a whole process to helping the customer find their perfect purchase. Whizbang Retail Training has a great flyer that you can check out. So again, go back to our website for the, the show notes for this podcast, and we'll have a link directly to the six steps to the perfect purchase. The next step is to recommend more products, right? We want to get these customers now, because now they are customers of ours, right? They have now officially made a purchase. We want to recommend more products for two reasons. Mainly it's because we really do want to help our customers find the perfect purchase. And that handout I was just explaining goes into more detail about this, but we want to help the customer understand what they need, fulfill everything that they need so that when they leave the business and they're back home, they don't realize in that moment that they forgot to get something that goes along with the purchase. And when we help people make that perfect purchase, it really increases their word of mouth marketing for us. That positive praise that when they go talk about us to their other friends or their neighbors or pet owners that they know in the area, it stays top of mind. When we've helped them and we've been an asset for them, a true pet parent friend with them, they're more likely to go leave you a positive review too. When you're recommending more products, whether that is in the immediate sale or later, even after the fact, it's really all about keeping your eye open for what they need and making suggestions for them. This is also important to the bottom line, because if you are needing to increase your revenue or your profit, even you need to make more money, then getting your existing customer base to spend more money with you is one of the fastest paths to growing your revenue. If you're having a hard time in this area, it might be because you are shopping from your own pocket and you're gauging what they would spend based on what you would spend. So I have a little trick for you. One of my former coaches said this to me and it just stuck with us. We even printed it out and put it in the staff area so we wouldn't forget. And on days when I knew I needed to have a good revenue day because I had to pay the bills and things were tight, I just repeated this to myself over and over and over again. And it helped me with every single sales conversation. And that's show, show, show until they say no. Show, show, show until they say no. Say it with me. Show, show, show until they say no. That's right. It is not your decision for when the sale is going to stop. Let the customer tell you when the sale is going to end. Okay. So perfect example, if it's a product purchase, okay. Customer comes in because the dog is pulling and the customer thinks that there might be some magical leash out there that is going to stop the dog from pulling. So they they come in because you're, you know, the pet expert, you know, there's not some magical leash that's going to stop the dog from pulling, but that there might be a harness leash combo that you're going to introduce to them. And that, that kind of slows down the pulling, but here's where you show, 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 right? So now they're convinced they go, okay, great. I need that harness and the leash combo. Great. Now their dog might have longer hair. That's going to get matted because of the harness. So now you take them over to the grooming section and you say, listen, I know that this harness is fantastic. It's one of our best sellers and helps with this problem, but it also might cause your dog to get matted and the hair to mat right by it. So it's going to be important that you have a dematting brush 
so that you can easily maintain your hair's coat and length. Would you like one of those too? They're going to say yes. Great. Well, since you came in because the dog was pulling you, you know, maybe another added layer of security to help slow down the walk process is if you had treats with you on the walk. Would you like to see some of our really easy to handle training treats? Sure. Great. You know, you talk to the customer about why you should have something that the dog really loves to eat. Then keep going guys. Cause the customer hasn't said no to you yet. They said, yes, show me the treats. Yes. They add the training treats. Well, what do you need to put treats in? You need a treat pouch or a treat bag. So the next step for you is to say, can I show you these training treat pa- bags? I mean, I love to have this one. It clips right onto the leash, makes it easy to, to have treats on hand all the time. Great. I need that too. Keep going guys. You're going to show, show, show until they say no. And now you move on to your poop bag holder, extra poop bags to go in the holder. And if you really want to keep pushing it, you talk to them about maybe they need a new collar to match the new harness. And now you notice that the dog doesn't have an ID tag on it. And so now you mention the ID tags. So this is like my most extreme pattern. I feel like of when somebody comes in for one thing, you're going to show, show, show until they say no, adding on to that purchase to get them to, to really help them make their perfect purchase so that when they get home, they're not missing something, right? Especially from back at the beginning of that harness. I mean, that, that harness causes mats and other dogs matted and you didn't tell them about it. They're going to be coming back and they might be irritated and we don't want that experience to happen. So even if they said no to you at that point, you have still communicated to them what they need, right? I want to give you another example about this. And I'm spending more time on this because <laughs> helping you make more money is what we do. Okay. So a doggy daycare example here, you know, maybe there's a dog that really loves smell all the smells at daycare and you have an upcoming scent work class. That's work that one of your trainers is hosting. So it'd be awesome if with pickup or drop off, you made a point to recommend to that owner that you have a scent work class signing up. And that based on your experience, hanging out with that dog all day, that they really feel like their dog would enjoy it. Or if you're a pet sitter and you go into a client's home and you can see something like that, maybe they're taking a trip soon, you know, maybe they've got some brochures out. I don't even know if that happens anymore. Probably not, but maybe there's something, uh, maybe there's some sort of a confirmation or something that would clue you into the fact that they might be taking a trip soon. So uh, you can remind them of your vacation services, right? So here we go. Our last stop to the success circle cycle is maintaining that relationship, maintaining relationships with every one of your customers if possible. And this is just so important, mainly because it is not your customer's job to remember you when they're ready to make a purchase or need something. It's really not their job in a perfect world. They remember us, right? If we've offered that amazing customer service, hopefully they're going to remember us, but too often pet businesses sit and wait and hope that their customer is going to come back and purchase from them. When we can get really good at maintaining a relationship this is where we really build super fans for our business. Super fans are people who kind of come into the business initially, just discovering the business. They're very casual with us. We activate them as customers and then we move them on to like loving what we have to sell and using our services. And then we start building these raving super fans. Actually, there's a fantastic book about it. I want you to get it's by Pat Flynn. It's called super fans, literally. And the entire book you can use for your employees or even for your customers. Okay. So go to the show notes. There'll be a link to it to check it out. Some hurdles that I see in the pet industry with this is that a lot of people say there's not enough time to do the marketing. There's not enough time to maintain relationships with customers, or they don't want to bother people, right? Because maintaining that relationship means that you need to communicate with them. And a lot of you just don't want to bother them. 
which is why a lot of you haven't collected your customer's information. So if you did want to even contact them, you don't have a way to because you didn't collect an email or you don't have a phone number. So it's important that you're gathering that information at the very beginning. You know, when you're meeting new people, when you're building that relationship with them, you're asking them for the sale, collect as much information as you can so that you can maintain that relationship later. Some awesome examples, you know, here to do this would be just sending those email newsletters, even handwritten cards, gifts that celebrate milestones when they get a new pet or have a baby, maybe they got married or are celebrating an anniversary. It is absolutely okay for you as the business to celebrate those milestones with them. At our doggy daycare, when people would have a child, we would get a bandana made at the local monogram store and have, have one made that would say something like big sister or big brother on it now, if it was their first child. And when they came to pick up their dog from daycare, the dog would be wearing it. They loved that gift. You can use texting and calling people, just calling to check in with them and see how their pet's doing or how their experience was with a product or service. You can engage with them on Instagram and on Facebook. I know so many of you for years were like so afraid to talk to your customers on Facebook and Instagram, actually not even for years. I feel like even recently, I still meet pet businesses that have successful pet businesses, but they're scared to communicate with their customers on social media. Kind of like, well, that person didn't respond to me. Why would I start a conversation with them? Well, guys, they've started following you. They engage with you. It is okay if they've accepted your request to either be friends with them or to let you follow their Instagram account, you're allowed to like and comment and engage, especially on the pet posts. And I think that one of the great ways too to maintain a relationship is just really remembering all the details about them. Remember the types of things they like to buy or have purchased the last time. And again, really talking about how maintaining relationships build you super fans. This is where this whole circle continues. This is why this list is not a list. I did not tell you to write down a a line and number it one through five. I told you to make a circle because guess what? When you maintain relationships, they're going to create word of mouth for you. Your current customers are going to bring you new customers. They're going to talk about it. They're going to recommend you. They'll review you. And so the cycle continues. So to recap here, if you really want to have longevity in the pet industry and you don't want to be accidentally successful, all five of these areas need to be turned on in your business. Okay. So to recap, we've got, we want you to meet people, always have to be meeting new people. Then we're going to build the relationship. We're going to ask for the sale. We're going to sell them more stuff. And then we're going to maintain that relationship. We're going to keep that cycle going because the reality is as well, is that meeting new people, they may go straight to the sale. If you create a great relationship with somebody and they still haven't purchased yet, they may be bringing you new people. If you maintain the relationship, they may not talk about you and bring new people, but they sure are going to keep coming back and making more purchases with you. So it's not just a circle. It really is a complete maze of how this works together. What I want you to do is evaluate your business in each of these areas. Just do a little quick audit for yourself. Celebrate the things that you're doing really well. And then think about the things that you could add or improve. It may end up that you do have a lot to still tackle. So I like to start at the area, because it really doesn't matter. You don't have to start with meeting new people. You know, you can start anywhere in this process, unless, unless you're brand new, then you really should start with meeting new people. But other than that, I would look at that circle and look at the category where you feel like you're going to get the most reward for the time and energy spent on focusing on that area. Okay. That's where you're going to start. 
I personally would love to hear which part of the circle is your most successful and what you're going to work on. So let us know on Instagram, tag us in a post or come join us in our pet boss group. Just go to petbossgroup.com. Check out our Facebook group for pet professionals. And if you really need some extra support or more ideas or the specifics on how to get all this in action, we do have an idea vault uh, that's over 25 pages long that we have for our pet boss club members to help you implement these ideas into your pet business. So definitely consider joining us in the pet boss club. It is the best place to help see success and have fun in your pet business instead of doing it alone, guys. I hope to see you there. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode and learned something new and uh, have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon. Guys, I'm just so honored that you are tuning into this podcast. And did you know that we've already reached the top 3% of all podcasts across the globe? It's amazing. We're climbing the charts because of our awesome listeners like you. I know there's still pet professionals out there who need to hear all of our doggone good tips shared on this show. Can you help us find them? Now, how you do that is that when you click to follow the podcast, or the more you download different episodes, or if you choose to leave us a review, those things will help the podcast get pushed out into the world so that more people who need to hear this will find it. Thanks so much for your support. And until we talk next week, stay focused, stay motivated, and go boss your business.